Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. DJ Manny. Manny. Scoop B Radio. You know what's official if Barry Bond said, yo, the best in the business. That's word scoop. You either tuning in or reading the word from scoop. He give you the business. He show you the proof. If scoop B said, you know it's the truth. Sports and entertainment. He give you the mix. Some of the biggest interviews. He give you the fix. On iTunes, the number one podcast. The joint and the journalist. The GOAT. So why ask? Watch out. If he wrote right about it. If he naming them. Scoopy.com, do numbers like Chamberlain. Pin game is a gift, got the gift to gab. If he say it is gospel, it's as simple as that. Now pay attention and you can see the way it's going up for this talking. This is Scoopy Radio. You're listening to Scoopy Radio. Get on his Instagram now. At Follow Scoop him. B. At Scoopy, Follow him. Yes, sir. Scoopy Radio on the airplane, on the train. In an NBA arena near you, I am Brandon Robinson. Follow me on Twitter at Scoop B, Instagram Scoop underscore B, Snapchat Scoop underscore B. Make sure to subscribe to Scoop B Radio on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitch app, or simply visit ScoopBRadio.com. Scoop B Radio is sponsored by the Wooter app, Wooter Apparel, and their Medusa Apparel. Make sure to visit Medusa and Wooter and use the promo code SNOOP, S-N-O-O-P. You will get a significant savings on your first purchase and being part of the family. Scoopy Radio, today's episode features Reggie Evans, power forward, NBA vet, big three participant. We chatted a myriad of things, including... Brooke Lopez, Bookie Cousins, Hurricanes in Florida, and a bunch of other stuff, but enough out of me. DJ Maniel, cue the tape in five, four, three, two. It's Squilly, y'all. Lay some treats on us. Listen to Scooby Radio. Scooby Radio on the court. 
in the locker room on the PlayStation 4 sticks, playing NBA 2K, everywhere you want to be. I am Brandon Robinson. Follow me on Twitter at Scoop B. Instagram, Scoop underscore B. Snapchat, Scoop underscore B. Make sure to subscribe to Scoop B Radio on all platforms by visiting ScoopBRadio.com, subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitcher app, everywhere in between. This episode is brought to you by Wooter. Make sure you use the promo code SNOOP, S-N-O-O-P, and you save 20% on your first purchase. And on the Scoop B Radio line right now is a guy that I actually interviewed the Nets first when uh, he was a member of the Brooklyn Nets. We're talking to the Joker, the rebound machine, Reggie Evans. What's going on, Chief? I'm good, man. Can't complain at all, you know? Nobody wants to hear complaining. And um, you living in Florida and you being a Pensacola, Florida native, you've had a lot of complaining this fall so far with hurricanes. Well, I about it. <laughs> what you say? I said, I'm not going to say I got a lot of complaints about it, you know, um, but, you know, it's on the way and from where it sounds. So, um, so just pretty much just kind of get, you know, get ready for it and stuff. So, um, you know, that's really pretty much it, you know. So, um, you know, we still got, main thing, we got situations like this, you want to make sure you got all the proper, you know, batteries and waters and stuff. Thing, you know, such that nature and stuff like that to um, make sure you good and make sure your family good. So other than that, it's pretty much kind of been a way of my life. You being in Florida, you were affected by Maria, correct? Um, The one that's, um, nah, nah, we weren't affected. Uh, we just got a lot of rain, um, a lot of wind. But as far as, like, the part of, part of Florida where I'm at, you know, I didn't, I didn't, um, I just got the outskirts of it. You know, okay. I, didn't, I didn't get the eye. You know, so mm-hmm. one thing about the hurricane, one thing about the hurricanes come down here, you'll get pieces of it. You know, if we don't even get the the rough edges. Uh, hurricane Katrina, Hurricane yes. Katrina, it went to New Orleans, it went to Mississippi, then the Pensacola and Panhandle. We got the eye, we we getting pieces of it. You know, we still was, you know, getting the rain, the winds and stuff like that. Cause real big, you know. So um, you know, so when that was just came, that's how. It, so we were pretty we were pretty fortunate enough to where you had a lot of people from down South Florida, Central Florida. They came to Pensacola, see a lot of them in their RV like that. You know, Scoopy Radio on the line with Reggie Evans, and you talk about hurricanes. Um, I covered you uh, while you were with the Brooklyn Nets, uh, their first year in Brooklyn, and uh, you had a lot of guys uh, back during Hurricane Sandy who lived in both New Jersey and the city. You had a couple guys like Joe Johnson and Darren Williams who lived in. Manhattan, but you had a lot of guys who lived in New Jersey. Hurricane Sandy affected the New York metropolitan area, particularly if you lived over by Jersey City, you lived even if you lived in Staten Island or you lived in, you know, some of those other lower Manhattan areas. What was Hurricane Sandy like for you when you remember the Nets? I, I remember hearing stories about uh, a particular player uh, who they actually had to get him on a boat because he lived in, in Hoboken. Uh, to be honest with you, when that hurricane came to New York, um, I was pretty much um, normal. Um, I didn't really, what you say, go through a panic mode. Um, only difference in Hurricane Sandy, that was actually like my first time, like my wife and my kids, you know, have had a chance to experience a hurricane. Hmm. So for me, so for me, what I did was, knowing I had a lot of experience with hurricanes. 
and my wife and my my wife, you know, she was real nervous. She from uh, Michigan. Okay. And so what I did, we just played a lot. Just played in the house. Just played downstairs. Played in the basement. Cause I stayed in Fort Lee at the time. Mm-hmm. And I I just kind of kept the kids just you know we ended up taking pictures and stuff. You know, what I'm saying it was dark. You know, but it was more kind of like have fun, kind of get it off their mind. That's what I did with my kids and stuff. You know, so for me, you know, I was used to it. And I think it wasn't like a Category 5. I don't think it was like a Category 4. You know, so really, a lot of times, it'd be the after effect was really, really hurts a lot. When you power out, you know, you don't have the gas. You know, so um, that, you know, that in her, uh, New York, you know, for me, it wasn't as bad. But and for the city and for the state uh, of New York and Jersey, I'm pretty sure they had a different effect on it than I did because they're not used to that. That's just like all of a sudden it just starts snowing in, Flo- in Florida. <laughs> and the streets getting real icy. We may go in a panic mode. You know, it's kind of like, oh, what to do? You know, whereas then people in New York be like, oh, this ain't nothing. You know, for us, you know, we used to this. You know, so um, that's how I took the whole Hurricane Sandy and stuff like that. So, I, you know, I was pretty good, and I had to stay strong for my family. What I distinctly remember about that time, uh, particularly with the Nets as a team, was the hurricane was so bad, it messed up the practice center, the PNY Center at the time, which was down the street from the old uh, Meadowlands, yeah. East Rutherford, New Jersey. You guys had bubbles on the court. Yeah, you know, um, that's a part of the after effect of it once it's gone. And when you walk outside, if it's daytime, then it's kind of like, okay, let's see see what's going on. And that's when you see, like, things of that nature. Your gym may mess up. You see trees, you know, seeing big old trees come from um, unrooted out the ground. You know, you're seeing cars flip upside down. You're seeing floods, you know, so... You're seeing so much, you don't know when you're going to get um, power to the house. You don't. You just don't. You just don't know. You know, and um, and just you know, you talking about nature. You know, and when nature at its best, it just you know, with all the stuff happening, you know, it just you know, it's just overwhelming when everything is over with with the hurricane. Reggie Evans on the line on Scoopy Radio, and stick on the hurricane theme. I, I was saying earlier that I remember hearing that Tyshawn Taylor, uh, who lived in Hoboken, was actually stuck in his house. Uh, the Nets as a team, do you remember what they, what you guys were like? What, you know, because everybody was spread out. You had some guys that lived in Jersey. You had some guys that lived in New York. What was what do you remember about that scene as a team? For some reason, I felt like as if um, I felt like one of my teammates in, um, in Jersey had to get on the boat also, too. Tyshawn Taylor. You know, I know how he was in Hoboken, but we had a, quite a few guys that was in Jersey. You know, I was okay. in Fort Lee. I was in Fort Lee and Tennessee. I stayed there what I stayed in my two areas. Um, there was a couple more areas in Jersey. I feel like I don't I don't remember exactly what what's the name of it, but we had a couple guys that stayed in Jersey. Then you had your KGs and Darren Williams and Paul Pierce. All them guys stayed in New York, and Joe Johnson stayed in the city and stuff like that. But it's um to be honest with you, um God, I wish I could think who who else it was. <laughs> but it was rough though. It was rough. It was real rough, especially in Jersey. Because I feel yeah. like it was more than just one person on a boat. You know, and um and I think certain people couldn't 
um, get on the streets as of yet. Mm. Golly. Dang, you got me really thinking now. <laughs> I mean, that time was significant, man, because when you look at it, you, the Nets had a transition where guys were moving from Jersey, uh, you know, as a team, to, to Brooklyn. And then you're dealing with not just that, you're dealing with some actually playing in a, in a borough, a brand-new stadium, um, and you're doing, dealing with hurricanes. And, and it was it, to me, it was just a lot at one time. Um, what was the first year in Brooklyn like for you? Fun. <laughs> Exciting. Um wow, it was it was it was it was it was a great experience. Um you talking about our first year, oh man, that was you know, like you talking about Coach Avery and you talking about um you know, you had you got Hove in the building, you know, Hove that had his share, you know, um that was a great year. Um, it was very exciting, you know, with Gerald, you know, before he left, got traded. Um, you know, it was very exciting for me personally. Um, I didn't know what to expect just being in that big city and um, knowing that, you know, New York pretty much the mecca of basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, so I thought it was I thought it was great. You know, I thought the um, the fans were solid, real good fans. Um, they were real honest, honest fans. <laughs> you know, they speak their mind, you know. <laughs> That's one thing I can't respect about, um, you know, a lot of the Brooklyn fans and stuff like that. You know, so um, I have, you know, it was a, it was a great experience there that coming to that year with so much expectation. You know, with getting Darren Williams, getting Joe uh, Joe Johnson and stuff within the trade, signing myself. You know, re-signing Brooke Lopez. You know, so um, they signed Chris Humphreys. You know, so mm-hmm. um, it was a great it was a great um, first year. Wish we could have, you know. One, you know, one more games in the playoffs that would have been excellent and stuff, but unfortunately, didn't work out that way. You talked about the playoffs. You guys played the Bulls uh, that that first year in Brooklyn. What happened in yep. that series? Wow, that's a great question. Wow, what happened in that series? You can go so many different. You can go so many different. You can go so many different ways. You know, um, Nate Robinson. Yes, <laughs> you can look at it so much. You know, you can look at it for so many different ways because, like you say, it was an exciting year. But at the same time, you had your down point. Yeah. You know, when you know, Coach Avery not being there the whole year. Um, you know, um, you go through that whole transaction, transition, and stuff like that. Um, but you know, overall, Nate, he had a great, he he had a great, great um, first round. And and they did enough to really, you know, get that that last win. Mm-hmm. You know, left it all. They left it all out there, and they wanted. They just wanted it better than us. You know, without making no excuses and stuff like that. They wanted it better than us, and they and it really showed that they really wanted it. You know, and you know, for Game Seven, you know, they went out there and did what they needed to do to pull it out. Yeah, is on the line with Scoopy Radio. He has the distinct distinct honor against the Portland Trailblazers. You notched career highs in 22 points, 26 rebounds, and a 111-93 uh, win over the Portland Trailblazers. And two days later against the Denver Nuggets, you had another great night. You had 15 points, 16 rebounds, and a 109-87 loss. <clears throat> uh, you really 
created, I guess, your own lane. Like, you've always been interesting to me because you have that Dennis Rodman-esque feel. You don't have to score in order to be efficient. Um, the rebounding is something that really was was really marquee for you uh, as a member of the Brooklyn Nets. Where does your inspiration for just lunch pail rebounding or, or crashing the boards hard come from? Well, you know, I've been rebounding the ball. Um, you know, with just playing hard, just growing up in the hood, everybody just played hard. Especially when you <laughs> growing up in the hood and like, I don't know how y'all do it. I don't know how they do it in New York, but um, before you play five on five in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, you play a game called fifteen, mm-hmm. and when you play fifteen, you playing that one goal, and you may have like fifteen, twenty guys at that one goal, and you go to 15 points. The first person to 15 points they automatically be captain, and, okay. and everybody else, everybody else. Once once that person wins, everybody else got to shoot free throw. The first one to shoot free throw, he the other captain. So so that's the only way to you know pick teams. So me, I'm little. I got to play against these guys. So really, on the rebound I can get is when they shoot the jumpers and the the long ones go deep. Mm-hmm. You know so. Um, it just started from young, just rebounding then. But I, it, it wasn't serious until I got the dream college. I went and got real serious then, um, you know, because they were keeping up with the stats. And so many people come to me and tell me about it. And some people, you know, they telling me, oh, you leading, the, um, you know, the nation and rebounding and stuff like this. And I'm like, okay, this must be something serious. You know, kind of high school, they really weren't keeping up with a lot of stats and stuff like that, you know. So, um. But as far as, you know, kind of fast forward a little bit, when I got in the NBA pretty much, you know, I didn't get drafted. So knowing I didn't get drafted, you know, I didn't want to put my, you know, I didn't want to put my destiny. I didn't want to put, you know, I didn't want to go with my first mind as in I'm going to do this, do this, do this, do this. To showcase myself knowing I didn't get drafted, I went in as in, I went in there like, hey, whatever they need me to do, that's what I'm going to do it. And me and Coach Nate, we talked. We had a nice, good one-on-one talk. And what he told me, what all he needed from me. And and he's, you know, let me know that hey, I get this from Gary Payton, I get this from Rashad Lewis, you know, I get this from Brent Berry. These guys bring all these intangibles to the game. I just need you to rebound the ball. I need you to play defense. I need you to get these guys going. You know, every every night. <laughs> that part I didn't understand, but mm-hmm. I, but. I older I did understand, you know. So he wanted me to do all the little things, and he was like, "Hey, look, you see my jersey up there hanged up." I'm like, yeah. He was like, "I wasn't a big time scorer, but you see my jersey hanged up." And I'm like, "Wow, you're right." You know. So um, you so I just took you know I was you know he, he just the way Coach Nate talked to me that day and looked me in my eye, I just felt like it was just real, and mm-hmm. he was just saying, "You'll have a long career." And I just felt, you know, you know what's something real and you know what's something fake, you know. And, um, you know, a lot of these people, they'll just tell you, they'll just tell you some stuff because they got a pair of lips, <laughs> you know. Right. They got some people who just be straight up. And Nate was straight up. He was honest. And I looked and, and I just followed his lead. He just told me what he needed me to do. And, you know, I'm young, you know, and as time went on, you know, I just rebound and kick it to the guys and, you know, then it started to register me of why he be like, you got to get these guys into it every game. I didn't realize, like, damn, these guys play a lot of minutes. They tired. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, me, I'm, I got so much energy every game. You know, this ain't nothing for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just got, you know, I'm, I'm ready every game. I'm, amp, I'm amped up, you know. So, you know, I got the picture like, okay, you got to get these guys going. So, you know, me, I had to find a way to get them going. And the way to get them going is, shoot, going out there and play hard every single night. And they fed off it. You know, they really, really fed off it. And, you know, and, um, you know, it's just kind of just, you know, I haven't looked back since, you know, 13 years, you know, not to get, and for me not to get drafted, you know. So, hey, worked out great. And, of course, you said Coach Nate. You're talking about Nate McMillan, uh, former Seattle yeah. Supersonic, played for the Supersonics yeah. in the NBA Finals in 96 against the Bulls. And, brother, I got to tell you, when I was doing my research for this interview, something that you said stood out. Um, so to give you a background information, when I get on a flight or I go to a metal detector, when I when I when I'm clean and you know, the metal detector doesn't go off, I always say to the person that is uh, ringing me through, I say, "Oh, clean it in the board of health." And uh, as I was reading, hey, what is different? That? I, I say, "Clean it in the board of health." When I when I go do the metal detector, you know, yeah. they don't catch no coins, they don't catch no belt belt buckles, nothing. I'm clean. Yeah. So. The point I'm bringing up is I'm reading that, you know, during your time with the Seattle Sonics, uh, you made team news uh, when you were absent for the opening minutes of the second half against the Knicks, uh, and they were trying to give you, a, I guess, a, a, a piss test. And you went on a rant, and you laughed it, and you said, I've been clean since I've been in the league. I've, never, I've been clean since uh, I've been in college. I've been clean since I've been in high school, middle school, elementary school. I'm just cleaner than clean. I'm cleaner than pine saw. Where did you get that phrase from? <laughs> man, you, it just um in the neighborhood. Man, we got okay. all kind of little. We got all kind of phrase we be saying. You know, then you got my mom. My mom, she be she joke a lot. She clown a lot. You know, you just you know you. One thing about us, we some down south people. Mm-hmm. You know, we some country people. So once you really like get down into the roots of how deep the country goes and, you know, growing up on the dirt road, you you don't realize you be having so many, like, uncles and 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 cousins just be talking. They they say the most slickest, smoothest <laughs> up that hell you just crying last so that was yeah. you growing up. You hearing, you know, your granddaddy saying so, so much stuff. It's come natural, you know what I'm saying? You just have to be around us and just, we'll just say some off the wall stuff and it'd be so funny, but at the same time, it'd be catchy though. Mm-hmm. It'd be it really catchy. Say it again. I'll catch you up. I was going to say, it, it, it reminds me, my grandmother's from, uh, on my father's side, they're from South Carolina and they moved to, you know, Jersey City. And my grandmother, when the answer was yes, she would look at, I never heard her say it, but I've heard the story. She would look at somebody and say, is a pig pussy pork? Yeah, that's from down <laughs> south. That's down south. That's down south. That's down south. That's, we, they say, say that. That's down south, 100%. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of people in New York go ask your grandmas and your granddaddy, cause a lot of them, ask them all kind of little slang, because a lot of people in New York, they, they, they grandmas and granddaddies is from the South, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just you know move to New York for a better life, yep. you know. But you know once they do their little research, oh man, they'll get a chance to meet a lot of their family, and they'll 
you'll be hearing so much all kinds of stuff, Jess. You'll just be just crying laughing. I'm about just crying laughing. What do you, you remember? Never... Go ahead, No, gentlemen first. I, I was just saying that whole little piss, uh, that whole uh, thing with the whole urine thing, that was kind of hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really not sure. Hey, yo. <laughs> not hilarious. So when but I nah, my the... next flight, I'm gonna tell I'm a I'm gonna tell TSA I'm cleaner than pine saw. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, cause hey, once once you once 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 you clean up your house with that pine saw, your house definitely gonna be clean. Hell yeah. When I first yeah. when I first, I'm sorry. What you say? Nah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, when I, what I was going to say is when I first really, really paid attention to you uh, as a player in the league, you remember the Philadelphia 76ers from 2007 to 2009. I went to school right outside of Philadelphia, Eastern University, which is down the street from Villanova and King of Prussia. Yeah. <clears throat> and I just remember Philly fans in love with your play. You know, Philly loves blue-collar players. Philly loves that whole scene. Yeah. What, did Philly, what did Philly mean to you? Man, Philly mean a lot to me. I love Philly. Philly mean a lot to me. Philly was the first person I ever met, a friend. I met somebody. When I got to Philly, that's the first time I met somebody where I, and I let somebody come to my house. And wow. Seriously. And I don't let nobody come to my house unless they family or I got some friends on the teams or whatever, something like that. But anything outside of that, you know, because I got a family. But mm-hmm. I love Philly, I swear to God, I love Philly. I love Philly to death. You know, so um, I was, ooh, I, I, you know, I was hurt when I, when you know, when I had left. You know, um, when I went, it was crazy because when I was a Delph, I was like, man, I don't want to go to Philly. But you know, at the time, you know, at the time, you know, were like, nah, this would be a good situation for you. I said, okay, cool. And I went, and I ended up falling in love with it. You know, so it was a great two years. You know, played played with some good guys, Iguodala and you know Lou William Thad Young. You know, so um, Mo Cheeks and Philly was nice. I love Philly, like big time. I texted you before we got on the phone. Did you know that the word John is now in the dictionary? That's crazy. When I saw that, that was that was crazy. That was crazy. So when that took me, all I could do was think about Philadelphia. Wow. How often did you use the word John when you were Philly? None. Are you serious? None. I don't. Nah. I stick. I stick to my roots. None. <laughs> that's one thing I don't. That's one thing I never did. Like, if I go to the East Coast, I ain't gonna be like, "What's up, B? What up, you know, son? What up, you know, what up, God?" That's that's. I don't. I won't rate. I want that. What that ain't me. You know. That's right. just like. Being going to the West Coast, yo, homie, what up, homie? You know, that's that's not that's not me. You know, that's West Coast. That's that's they thing. You know, I, you know, I stick to my down south. <laughs> so you mean to tell me when you was in Toronto, you didn't use a once? I didn't use what now? And you know, when in Toronto, in Canada, when people speak, you know, I gotta be like, I'm on the phone with Reggie Evans, eh? No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I didn't know. I I I went. No, no. It was and it was and it was so. Let me tell you what's so crazy. Um, when I was in college, I had one of my um 
when no, no, I wasn't in college. I had a good I had one of my New York friends. Rick Ross came out with um Rick Ross came out with a CD, um you know the C D when he had with um with Port Drake. Of Miami? No, no, not Port of Miami. Um it was a mixtape. Um okay. when you know, when Drake made the comment about um uh, I'm the only one in the gym. Uh, you ain't you gym. wouldn't shoot with me in the gym, huh? You wasn't, yeah, yeah I didn't uh-huh. That album, Rick Ross was saying some stuff in there. And when, I don't want to say it over on the line, but he was saying some stuff. And when he was saying some stuff in there, he was saying some Florida slang. Right. And and when he was saying some Florida slang, one of my New York buddies, he called me that. Oh. And I'm like, Scoop so I had to talk to him, like, look, don't, um, you listen to, you know, Rick Ross, I'm like, you got to be careful what you say, man, because I'm like, that's, you know, you know, that's some Florida thing, and people, that, people, you get to talking like that, you know, it's like, it pretty much kind of like his own. Right. It's pretty much like his own. You know what I'm saying? You can't, and the crazy thing about it, it pretty much is spread all over now. You know, it's on mm-hmm. the coast, on the west coast, it's spread all over. You know, but, you know, a lot of people don't know like what he's saying. Like, man, that's <laughs> people thump for that if you use some words, you know, and stuff like that. So, you know, something so simple, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like, that's the downside for us. Like, part of me to say that. Be careful who you're saying it Facts. You, uh, when you, I want to go back to the next for a second because one of the things that I really, really uh, credit you for, um, you and Kevin Garnett. Uh, for making Brooke Lopez tougher, particularly in practice. How true is that? Be honest with you, um, you, you, be honest with you, when I got to, um, you know, when I got to Brooklyn, um, you can, you can even ask, um, Brooke, Brooke this, but I was, I, you know, I told her, I said, you're going to make the All-Star this year. Uh-huh. Um, Radio. And, uh, and I was like, your tough opponent going to be me in practice. <laughs> ain't easy. You know, and shoot, everything worked out. Mm-hmm. You know, worked out in his favor. So, the way I look at it, you know, the way I look at it, just, you know, you know, you know the way I look at it, like, hey, you know, your biggest competitor, you know, going to be practice. Game time going to be easy. You know, so, uh, for me, Brooke always accepted the challenge. You know, as in you, you know, you, he hit, you hit, he hit back. Mm-hmm. You know, so Brooke never showed no signs of weakness, or he didn't show no signs of softness. You know, especially for a person who made the All Star. Mm-hmm. You know, um, especially you know, a new new franchise team. You know, somebody representing you know the team first year and stuff like that, and. You know, so um, Brooke's solid, man. I like it. You know, Brooke's solid. You know, Brooke's solid. So, Brooke, to me, Brooke ain't, Brooke ain't soft. You know, you played, you, you played in Sacramento with DeMarcus Cousins. Who was tougher yeah. in practice to guard, Brooke or DeMarcus Cousins? Um, Brooke. Brooke was tougher. Um, you know what's so crazy? Um. Brooke was t- 
tougher, but you talking about practice. You know, the margins go, you know, when them lights, when them, when they pop, when them popcorn come on. Mm-hmm. You know, you would, you would get this, you would, you, you, on a good night, you would get this 30 some and 15 rebounds. <laughs> Guaranteed, you know, with the market, you know, you just go, you know, the market, you know, in practice, you know, you can stop the market in practice and stuff, but mm-hmm. in game time, you can stop it, you know, so, you know, so I had to pick Brooke probably the tougher, um, guard and practice, you know, then, you know, in the game time, the market, you just, you ain't going to stop the market, period. When Gerald Wallace was traded to the Nets, I personally thought it was one of the biggest mistakes um, because I felt that you guys had a product on the floor. You just needed to gel. Um, that trade to Boston changed a lot. The Nets uh, mortgaged draft picks, et cetera. I recently talked to uh, Jason Kidd's son who told me he actually agreed with it. Um, of course, his father ended up coaching the Nets after that the multiple, multitude of coaching changes. If you could look back at that Nets team, what were you guys missing? And what could you guys have done to get to the next level the following year? Wow. You know what I'm saying? I really don't even want to – you know what's crazy? I really don't even want to too much elaborate on that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You know, because of – for me, you know, when, when that team we had was so great. Mm-hmm. You know, um you know, we just need some more pieces, you know, just add a piece, probably track piece here, here or two, add some piece to it, you know. And for that to go down, it was like, you know, it was like, damn. You know, but at the same time, you know, you was excited to, you know, you was excited to, you know, to see the guys, you know, you've been playing against and have opportunity to try to, um, you know, soak up so much knowledge and, you know, and, um, you know, from great guys like KG and Paul, you know, Jason Terry and them guys. But at the same time, you know, I, you know, if it was up to me, you know what I'm saying, I would I probably, probably just add a couple pieces to it and stuff, looking back at it, you know, and stuff. So I don't want to go on too much depth with it. Gotcha. That's still fairly new. Shifting gears a little bit, you played in the big three over the summer. Uh, a lot of expectations for that league. What was that experience like for you? Man, that was that was cool as hell. What Q did, <laughs> that was cool. That was that was cool. I'm happy with my decision that you know, um, I you know I, I you know be a part of some his be a part of history. You know, so I didn't you know I didn't jump on it right away. So Rashad called me, you know, call, you know, and I was like, I oh, know, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then I call him back. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm gonna rock with it, you know. Um, and and I didn't do a whole lot of research on it. I just went with what Rashad said, and I told my mm-hmm. wife, like, yeah, I'm three, and that was it. But it was it was much needed for a lot of guys like myself that still can hoops, that still love the hoop, that still work out. And um, he he you know he gave a different platform to the um you know, for the guys. And even for the guys that's present now, you know, he set a foundation for them also, too. So when they get done, they got something to fall back on. I'm pretty sure they can still go, you know, hey, I got it in the half court also, too. So um, it was exciting, man. 
and you know I'm gonna do everything in my willpower to you know help this thing continue to just grow and stuff. You played on the Killer Threes with uh, Chucky yeah. Phillips, Stephen Jackson, Charles Oakley, who was the players' coach, Mo Evans, Eddie Robinson, Brian Cook. Yeah, I'm not messing with y'all, but I know if I'm going to war, I'm bringing you, Charles Oakley, <laughs> Stephen Jackson, and Chauncey for 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 being like face on the eighteen. He he know how to talk that talk. What was that? <laughs> I mean, yo, y'all had some bullies on that team. I know, right? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the the, the bio of you guys, the, the Team Killer Three. All y'all smiling. Stephen Jackson got sunglasses on. That's that's G. You got some characters on that team. Hey, man. <laughs> Hey, it could, I, you know, it probably would have been a lot better if, um, if Chunch could um, if he have, he had to be so busy, you know, at the beginning, mm-hmm. so, you know, pretty, you know, pretty much Chauncey is the one that's level-headed out of everybody, and pretty much everybody respects. Mm-hmm. Do you? Overall, I wouldn't change nothing. I enjoyed myself, you know. And um, we went hard as hell. It was real competitive. And, and you know, one thing about it, nobody wanted just doing it for the sake of the money. People were really was out there grinding, you know, playing hard. You know, it wasn't about money. We were really going at each other, and that was like that was the enjoyment of it, you know. So the able to come see four games in one day of basketball. Surely. Charles Oakley on the floor. You had never played with him before, if I'm not mistaken. He was a bully. Never. Say that again? I said Charles Oakley got his got put a jersey on and played a couple games. He was a bully. I mean yeah I, I won dirt again. I had got hurt a week ago. <laughs> okay. Well, that that was um that was funny though. <laughs> that was that was that was that was funny to see Oak out there hooping. That was classic. For sure. For sure. A couple more questions. You being a Pensacola, Florida guy, uh, Roy Jones Jr. is also from Pensacola. Did you guys cross paths yeah. in your in your in your in your youth? Yeah, all of them cross paths. You know, we got we you know we got a lot of athletes in here. Funniest Roy Jones Jr. story or most memorable Roy Jones Jr. story that you can share? Um, damn. Oh, 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 you know, uh, um, you know what? Uh, damn, I don't, don't want to go public with this one. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, you know what? Um, I get, you know what? Before I went to Coffeyville in Kansas in junior college, We'll go to Roy House and um and play basketball at his house. He, he you know he had, he got a gym inside his house, and um I didn't play on his team. <laughs> he had his own team, <laughs> and we used to kick their butt. And it was just funny to see him go off on some of the players. I just thought that was hilarious and stuff. I had to be around him to kind of just in case he didn't remember or whatever, but kind of a fresh memory. But we was kicking butt at his house and um. 
he wasn't too good with that one. And so that was a little classic. I don't want to go into too much detail, but that was classic. That was yeah, yeah. But Roy can actually play. That's the cool part. He boxes, but he can play. Nah, Roy can who? Man, Roy, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Roy love, Roy love basketball is high as hell. Roy love basketball. Roy grew up playing basketball. A lot of people just, oh, he, it's just everything's so overshadowed with boxing. That man is a basketball player. He grew up playing basketball. He all, you know what I'm saying? He, but it just, hey, you know, you got to box, you know, <laughs> you know, but basketball is his thing, you know what I'm saying? So he, he hoop all the time. Even right now, he hoop, you know what I'm saying? During the week, you can go find Roy Park, go to the naval base or whatever, find him hooping and stuff like that. But that man love for basketball is high as hell. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even, and I wouldn't be surprised growing up. I wouldn't be surprised if basketball was part more, you know, enthused for him than than um, boxing. Because he got a son right now. He got a son that's in Vegas. He can hoop. You know what I'm saying? He ain't putting on no basketball. He hoop. He hoop real good. Who would you compare Warren's game to? Wow. Damn. That's a good one. Jesus. Whew. Man. Um, golly. I, I, I was going to say this person, but Roy like to shoot the ball a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Mark Jackson, but he like to, Roy like to shoot the ball a lot. I don't know. I'm going to have to sit down and think about that. Well, that's a good question, though. Last question. You done played in the big three. You done played yep. 15 years in the league. You're a role model in in Pensacola. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't. I, me and a few other people wouldn't want to be your enemy in real life. But my last question to you is, what's next? What's next? I'm still. I'm still going. I'm still going hoop in the big three and stuff. So I'm still. That ain't go. Uh, I'm pretty, like I said. I'm doing my best. You know, as doing my part as in helping out. You know. Make sure that still grow because I want to be a part of that. You know what I'm saying? Seeing this, you know, last for the next 10, 20, 30 years, however long it all last. You know, so that's my biggest thing right now. But you know, I got other little stuff I'm into. You know, with the whole real estate and stuff. Um, then I'm doing a lot of stuff with kids. You know, with the youth, with AAU program, and um, and with the basketball program in the city. Cause I got my own kids, so I had to, you know, start a whole program to, um, you know, put a lot of structure and discipline into the game, and um, cause a lot of love not into the game as much. Cause you know, I'm from a football state, so um, so I got all that rolling for the kids and stuff, and um, and like I say, you know, my daughter, she in the eighth grade, she's starting to get recruit, she's starting to get recruited, you know, by um, she's starting to get like letters from Division One basketball schools and stuff, cause she played basketball. And, um, you know, so that's what I'm kind of doing right now. Bonus question. Yeah. Best piece of advice that you got from an NBA player or, or NBA legend? And what's the best piece of advice that you got from a non-celebrity or athlete? Um, shoot, NBA player, um, shoot, save your money. Um, <laughs> Yeah, save your money. That's the main thing. Um, from a non, uh, from a blind person, 
Wow, what advice somebody gave me just really, really just stuck with me as a nun. Wow, that's a good one. As a far, far nun person, that's a good one. Wow, I had to kind of grow up fast on my own. So, um, I don't know. That's a good one. I can't really think, you know, just, you know, I don't know. Just different little, you know, like just, I don't know, I guess just different stuff my mama used to stick out, you know, just different things she tell me just growing up the way we were growing up. Just, you know, I ain't going to say it was just good advice, but just more just be aware of certain things in life and stuff. So, yeah. Really just, you know, NBA guy, what really stuck me, they just says, you know, hey, save your money. Don't spend all your money. That's that. Brother, you off the hot seat. I appreciate it, <laughs> You're listening to Scoop B Radio. I love it. Love it, love it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.